Hi, I'm Miles. And I'm Marika. And this is I Don't Know What I'm Doing. Because we don't. Guys, don't tell Marika, but I am recording by myself this time. Um, Just because we didn't have any content for this week. And I'm trying to give it to you every week. I'm trying to give it, bring it to you every ball. Like, we can't go a week without us or without without me, okay? You, this is your break week from Marika, and you just get pure miles in your ear holes. Yes, I mean, we, you know, uh, Thanksgiving and illness and COVID surging. It's just, it's honestly, with us not living together and Marika living in the suburbs, it sometimes is complicated to get all the content we need to do a weekly show but we you know that is why you're just getting me today and the transparency that you deserve I'm honestly sitting at my computer recording we usually record in my dining room which honestly like I I cringe when calling a dining room because it's literally like a table for four but it is like a it's a dining room, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It just feels too fancy for me. But right now I'm sitting in my um, computer with a sheet over my head and body to muffle the sound because I really don't want to be echoing off of the wall in front of me. So I'm sure I just look like some creepy ghost to um, the neighbors who can see me through my window. But uh, c'est la vie, as ghosts say, because I'll go speak French. So um, this is going to be a mini-sode of like answering three questions, but I also want to do a fail and success just to pat it out, you know, just so when you're washing dishes and your hands are soapy, this podcast doesn't end in the middle of your dishwashing and you're like, fuck, like, why is this so short? Like trying to give you enough content to get you through your chores Um, because life is a chore sometimes, you know, but you feel good when you did it after. Okay, so my fail this week really connects to the grinds, my gears of last time, where I talked about how Planet Fitness has, and I think all gyms in Chicago or Illinois have this policy where locker rooms are closed, which is an interesting thing to do when it is now 30 degrees and windy outside in Chicago. So how do you get to the gym and stay warm enough on your way to the gym, but then also work out in a situation where you can't change or leave anything anywhere? Um, so that is the problem I faced yesterday. I went to Planet Fitness and I brought a bag, which they don't allow bags or personal belongings in really the gym at all on the gym floor is what they say. So I came in with like, I had a tote bag, my plan, I was wearing coat and jeans over my gym clothes. My plan was to take them off and put them in a tote bag and This was a very frustrating interaction because I was talking to teenagers who clearly have been told by corporate what the policy is, and they think like, oh, it's out of my hands. There's nothing we can do. I'm sorry. This is what corporate told me to do. Without without finding any solutions of their own, like they told me, oh, you can't have a bag. And then I said, what am I supposed to do? Or I said, what should I do? And they said, can you leave your stuff in your car? Y'all, that to me, like that assumption in a city, in an urban city, that everyone comes to the gym in a car is so flawed to me. And as someone that's never owned a car, extremely frustrating. Like I 
live in Chicago and I've lived in the places I've lived, Savannah, Georgia and Minneapolis, because you don't have to own a car there. And I think that's one of the great things about living in a city and not a suburb or rural is that it's up. It's your choice. If you want to, you can. If you don't want to, there's plenty of other ways. So to make that assumption was very annoying to me. I mean, it wasn't unexpected. So basically they were like, I was like, I walked to the gym and they're like, okay, well, you know, we're so sorry. A lot of people have been expressing this concern to us. And I'm like, if a lot of people are bringing this up to you, then why aren't there like hooks? Like, why don't you put hooks or like, like uh, one of those like big Ikea bookshelves, like right in front of the desk, put a sign that says like, we're not responsible if your shit gets rocked, but you can leave it here if you want to. And then have a little bench where people can like take off their coats or hang up their coats somewhere. Like just put it in, in the solution is not hard. And I know that if Marika were here, she would say that like Planet Fitness is $10 a month. So you should just expect to like step in dog shit on your way in and like get stabbed on your way out. But I think we have to expect more. Like I, it's $10 a month. Yes. That's their business model is to assume that people will never cancel their gym memberships and they'll have tons of revenue from people that never go. Um, but for the people that do go like this should operate like any other gym, which should be that you are leaving the desk, you're walking around, you're thinking about how can I make this user experience work for everyone and be proud of this workplace instead of just like punching in, having no answers and going home. So this is um, me being mad. And I did this morning, I went back to Planet Fitness and I canceled my membership because if I can't, I can't dress warmly enough to get there and also not burst into flame while working out in the same clothes I had to wear to get there. Like it's just not possible for me. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. So I guess we're back to working from home, working out from home. Oh, okay. Um, I'm viewing that as a fail because I went all the way to the gym and I had to, I was like told to leave because I had a tote bag. It was just like very annoying. But we're going to move on to me answering your questions. Here we go. Okay, so this is the part of the, the mini-sodes um, where we answer listener questions. We typically answer three. I'm going to answer three by myself. I will try to think of what Marika would say in these situations, and let me see if I can get if I could get it right. The first question is, how do you stay on task when working from home? I mean, I work from homo. It's a little different when you're gay. Um, there's a, it, it's just, it has a different name. It's more fabulous. There's more glitter. Um, the apartment is more immaculate. The lighting is better. Um, there's more drugs and alcohol. So working from home is kind of different, but I'm going to try to apply it to working from home. So I'm really bad at staying on task. I'm famously terrible. Um, I think I built a lot of bad habits in my early twenties when I had like eight hour jobs, but I only had one thing, to, one hour of work. So I had to just like fill, I got really good at looking busy and like killing time. And now I think those habits I've been trying to shake and I'm, I'm doing okay, um, at it, especially lately. So what I have done in the past, there's this application called self-control and it's literally like the application icon is skull and crossbones. And that it just lets you block any website on your browser for a certain amount of time. It can be 15 minutes. It can be, I think max like eight hours. So some days I've used that when I feel like I'm really just like going to Twitter 
and Instagram and like YouTube and like the K-pop Reddit like too much. Like it's gotten out of control. I will literally use self-control, which is so funny because it's not my self-control. It's like something. So it's like a programs. But I will sometimes just turn that on um, and have that on all day. Be like it turns off at five. You literally, without restarting your computer, cannot. I maybe even with restarting your computer, like you can't go to these websites. So. I have done that in the past and that works wonders. It does make the workday very boring and sad though. I will say, um, you were like a hundred percent at work and that is it, but it is great. I don't know. I feel like I should do that one more, even if it's just like for an hour. Um, that one can be great. Otherwise what I've honestly started to do recently is I've just like, I have a notebook that I keep um, next to my desk. Cause my desk is too small to like fit anything besides like my giant ass old keyboard. Um, but I have a notebook and I just write down like what assignments or I'm in advertising. So what projects I'm working on, like what brands, like I'm working on like something for spirit airlines. I'm working on something for naked juice and like what projects within those brands am I working on? And then at the bottom of my notebook, I also make my own little to-do list of like, if I do have breaks or I want to procrastinate, how can I be like, okay, Miles, you were going to order this Christmas present from your mom on Amazon, or you needed to like call this schedule this exterminator for your condo building. So it's like, okay, if I want to procrastinate here, are like really good ways to procrastinate where I'm getting my own shit done and I'm just feeling more and more and more accomplished. So I think writing out what you have to do, like a to-do list, and then you can just look at it and be like, oh yeah, that thing like helps me stay on task. Cause sometimes if I don't know what I should do next or I feel stuck on something, then I will procrastinate because I'm just trying to escape the problem. But if it's if it's all laid out, it honestly feels less overwhelming. And I'm just like, you know, I can do this. I can like stay on task and let's just knock these out. So that's what I do. And that's honestly a lesson from someone who's really bad at staying on task. But that's how I've, I've done it is self-control sometimes. And then definitely like a to-do list every day. Um, it's great. Guys, I don't know why I'm so hungry. What? It's like 1130 and I ate oatmeal and some Triscuits and kimchi. Like why... I could like eat like a full Thanksgiving dinner right now. And I didn't even work out yesterday. Like I said, I just like walked two miles. So maybe I'm getting sick or something. I'm scared. Oh God. Are you guys like that right now? Where like, if you feel a little sick, you're like, is this the coronavirus and I'm going to kill everyone in my family? Cause that's how I feel. Um, as I talk under a sheet alone. Um, it's such a weird fucking time. I never thought that Corona would be surging. Like I thought we'd have like a second wave, but I didn't think, that it would be worse than the spring, but also we're like treating it like less seriously, I feel like, or it feels less serious, but it should be more serious than ever. And I just feel like our society is like crumbling um, around us and like nothing works anymore. But um, that, you know, not to bring it down, this supposed to be a fun show. <laughs> oh my God. Um, our next question is hugging. Is it a guy thing not to hug? Or what's up with the two-kiss greeting? Okay. I was asked this by a straight guy, and I will say it is a straight guy thing not to hug. Which I love. Because women hug. Women want to hug me as a man. Gay men want to hug me because we're gay and we are not afraid of um, in intimacy, I guess, in that way. That maybe straight men, it's a little bit more, they have this barrier of awkwardness. But I love that barrier of awkwardness because I'm not a huge hugger. Mariko would probably be here telling you that I like hate hugging. And I think my reputation is that I hate hugging and I hate touching people. And that is not true. I think people, I think a lot of times in life, people oversimplify their friends. You know, I don't hate hugging. Okay. I don't. And I don't hate touching people. 
I just, I want to touch like a boyfriend somewhere where I've even dating my current boyfriend. It took me a while to become completely comfortable touching him just on those first early dates, like not feeling like I had to overthink it, asking if it in my mind, like, Oh, is this okay to touch him right now? And then after just a, you know, a few four or five dates, I became much more comfortable and I wasn't thinking about it anymore. So I think with strangers or people I don't really see, the touching thing can be kind of weird because I'm not used to their smell, their body. Um, it, it does feel like a lot, but I'm not against a hug. I like a hug when you haven't seen someone in a long time or you're not going to see someone for a long time. Like you're seeing family at Thanksgiving you don't normally see. That's where I think it's appropriate. You're like, oh, all this distance between us is over because I'm seeing you now or that kind of thing. Like, but a daily hug, like you see someone all the time and you hug them every time you see them and you hug them every time you say goodbye to me is too much. Why does that need to happen? Why do you always have to like, just say bye. Like you're just going to see them again. You don't need to like fully smash your torso against their torso and like smell them. At least I don't. So I love that straight guys are just like, bye, dude. Like, bye, man. Bye, bro. Like, that is great for me. That's what I have to say on that. So I'm not a hug hater. I just think that it has its time and place. And I think that people are addicted. And my roommate in college did um, try to hug me like three times a day. And it was a lot. And I had told her that we could hug once a day. And that was very generous for me. Because we live together. And to me, there's no reason to hug because we're constantly seeing each other. I think if you don't want to hug, don't fucking hug people. And if they want to call you a hug hater and oversimplify your relationship to your body and other people's bodies, then they're, that's their MO, but they're not getting the whole truth. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like it is, I, I'm not, I don't like to label people. I don't like to make assumptions about people and assume things about them and, and kind of simplify them. I just kind of am okay being like, I don't fully know that person. So it is weird when people make these statements like, I hate, Miles hates hugging or touching people, or people will say that about, um, my boyfriend Andy that he's mean and his friends will say that and I I am like I don't think when they say that I'm like oh you're not you're not getting the whole picture like it's very simple to say that he's mean but I think it's more that he doesn't want to do what he doesn't want to do and he's honest and he's not going to sugarcoat like other people but I don't think that's mean mean to me is being cruel and it's going out of your way to make someone feel bad and that's something very different. But I think that saying, I don't want to do that or I don't want to talk to you can come across as being mean, but it's really just being true. So I just think like, y'all, we need to not oversimplify people. Like, I think it's so fascinating to get to learn about somebody, to really get to know somebody and how they tick is one of the great joys of life because we are so complex as people and simplifying it is really just robbing yourself of that discovery. Is this a self-help podcast? Well, I guess it kind of is. I was like, am I a guru right now? Like, are, is, should I start a cult? Uh, I feel like if I want to start a cult, I would need abs. Like, I just feel like, I just feel like something about a cult leader having a six pack just makes sense to me. Okay. And we're going to move on. You guys, I, this podcast is just going to be the ramblings of my mind. And I don't know if that's a good thing, but this final question is how do I become independently wealthy? I love these questions that we just really can't answer, but I live for these because it's like then anything can happen when I answer this question. Independently wealthy means like no inheritance, no sugar daddy, no husband or wife that's just like coming in rolling with money. Like how do I start 
from rags and go to riches. And, oh God, I mean, I've heard that the best way to do it is to amass property. Like if you can just buy, okay, this is what I would say to do. Go to somewhere where property is cheap, but a good, that's somewhere that's on the rise. Like Grand Rapids, Michigan, you guys, is a treasure trove right now. Like go somewhere where property is super cheap, buy up some property, and then just become a landlord. And then your property will just probably raise in value as long as the city or the neighborhood is going up. So your your investments are growing, but you're also making daily money off of them from like renting them or Airbnb and like bajing bajang. You don't even really have to work. You just like check on stuff and like call people. So why am I not doing that? Because I'm afraid of spending large amounts of money. But if that is not a problem for you, that is what I would say to do is become a landlord not a slumlord, but a landlord. Otherwise, independently wealthy. Other ways. Um, win a reality show, I would say. I mean, you're going to get the money after taxes, but then use that to spring, spring load a career, spring, springboard a career for you. Um, that would be like my media, media example. Um, or you could become an influencer. I feel like that's such a thing now. And honestly, I don't like, I'm never going to care about doing that. But I feel like if for me personally, I'm like, okay, if I just like cared about what I ate more and just got like super and got more haircuts and got super hot and then just did hashtag Instagay and just posted like twice a day, like constantly, um, uh, then I could probably get a following and then make an OnlyFans for like, OnlyFans is where the money is at. If you want to be like low key porn star, like I feel like that is such a route too of like parlay your Instagram, maybe do some influencing or just use that to push to an OnlyFans and like show your bra to like old men and like answer, order pizza and answer the door naked and like bam, bam, boom. You could make $56,000 a month, which I think is what the most, the highest earned, the highest person on OnlyFans was making $56,000 a month at least two years ago. Um, and she's just like a curvy lady. So, and she's not even naked all the time. Like it, <laughs> She's just, like, listening to fans, what they want, what they're after, like, how can she titillate them, that kind of thing. It's not like she's, like, doing pornos. She's just holding a phone and wearing, like, a athletic bra or something. I don't know. I, you guys, I don't understand bras. Um, so that's what I would say. Real estate or reality show or influencer slash porn star. One requires kind of financial bravery. One requires, like talent and one requires ego i have none of those which is why i just like work a nine to five because like that's fine with me okay well we're gonna move on to the um final part of our show the success portion all right so my success of the fortnight you know it's something that i hate and i think we all hate and it's email i kind of let a lot of things subscribe to my email inbox, like my Gmail one, my personal one. And I didn't really think about how I was just getting tons of, not tons, but like four or five or six like emails that I didn't care about every day and that I just had to delete. So I unsubscribed to all of them and I made my inbox, like I changed the background. So it's like a mountain and um, I just reorganized it. So what you, uh, it's like what is unread is at the top and it's separated. And like just that to me is a huge success because I dread going on email. I hate checking in on the weekends. I just hate email. I don't know why we, in, I know why we invented it, but we've moved so far beyond it with like chats and like teams and like 
I don't know what any of this shit's called. You know what I mean, though? Like, we have so much more technology that's better than email, but we're still using email. And it's, like, insane because it's so, like, 1990s. So my email inbox is, like, pretty and cute and neat and petite now and not as scary, but still scary, but not as scary. So that's a success in my book. Um, And that's, you know, an episode in my book of just me talking under a sheet at a computer screen with a microphone in between. And hopefully that was some sort of entertainment um, for y'all. You can, you know, give us questions for these episodes on Instagram. I think like really how people have been doing that is just giving it to our handles. But on Instagram, um, I am UGFine, which is U-G-6-H's fine. Ugh, fine. On Instagram or Twitter, um, Marika is on Instagram at madhate, M-A-D-H-A-Y-T-E. And then we have an email address, idkpod at gmail.com. And those are the ways you can contact us. I hope this advice was helpful. I hope that you guys are surviving this, like, the sun going down at, like, right after you eat lunch, basically, which is what we're, I'm, it's feeling like in Chicago. Um, please survive that. Please, like, you know... Let's all have a great end of the year. It can only get better. Bye. You should just expect to like step in dog shit on your way in and like get stabbed on your way out.